this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizira, Kit, and Flick. Last week, the party spent just over a month being charmed by and serving the Mage Ascendant, leader of the Yuan-Ti city of Silfson. During that time, they became regular fixtures in the mage's day-to-day operations, keeping watch with the city guard and being the mage's personal guard, advising him in matters of governance and generally being his, well, friends, I guess. But then the full moon arrived, and the mage ascendant apparently didn't want to risk his magic going awry. So rather than charm our adventurers on those three days, he locked them up tight in the dungeon. Now in their second month of service, the party has begun to make a plan for how to get out from under the mage's magical thumb. What exactly will their plan be? Will they be able to execute the preparations for it while charmed and not entirely in their right minds? Or will this just end up being a much longer setup for yet another failed escape attempt? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hi. Hello. Let's hope that this is not another failed escape attempt. (laughs) (laughs) At least this time you had two whole episodes to plan it. (laughs) I feel like you were asking a lot of questions at the end of that intro. Like, that was a lot of questions for me to comprehend, and I just don't know the answers to any of them. And that makes me a little sad. It was three, and I I always ask... I've asked three for the last 60 episodes, so... Three? Um, no, it's got to be more. Listeners, it wasn't, tweet though. at us and tell it me wasn't. it was more. Okay, well, you can <laughs> tell him that it was more if you like, but it was it was definitely three, so. No. Okay, all right. Well. I mean, this is jazzy hands that we were talking about, so I would not be surprised if it's literally just been three every single time, because that's just something he would do. <laughs> but, He'd be like, I have to have three things to ask I, That's exactly we start. what it is. And the third question always starts with either and or but. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to go no. back and listen to the I know, beginning of every single have... episode. <laughs> I think just to see if one of them was wrong. Bonus ep- <laughs> bonus episode, a compilation of all the questions that DM Jazzy Hands has asked oh. this entire time. <laughs> Wait, I love it. Wait, I sort of like, like that. And the real question is, do any of the questions actually get answered? Uh, some of them and do. And I couldn't help it but wonder. A few weeks sometimes. And I couldn't but help but wonder, do. as GM Jazzy Hands was asking his three questions this morning, was he actually asking us what we were asking <laughs> ourselves? Get out. Get out. Hashtag Flick Carrie explodes. Bradshaw. Explodes. <laughs> I am not Carrie Bradshaw. I don't want to talk is about this. Is Flick the Carrie of the group? Is that what uh, we're determining? <laughs> is, Fl- is Flick the Carrie of the group? Yeah. I mean... He kind of is. I guess he kind of is. To leader of the group. He's definitely not. He's definitely. Yeah, I guess he must be. I wish. Who's, I wish that our le- our listeners could see DM Jazzy Hands face uh, right literally. now. <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad. He also looks like a little bit of the Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> yeah. He Your was. He had his hand on one ears, side of no, his Tara face. Ruben's ears. <laughs> All right. Let's get to play. All right. Let's play the D and the D. What are we doing? You guys are trapped or something. <laughs> well, there's there's a festival. A festival? A, a festival. festival. <laughs> the king's <laughs> festival. <laughs> oh, I was no. waiting. I was waiting for Kit oh. to get here so I could do that. Oh, this. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. The festival. So moving on. Moving on. It is month two. 
uh, we'll say it's about midway through y'all's sort of second month of service. So you have like about 15 days or so, about a 10 day and a half before the next full moon. You made some plans the last time you were in the dungeon during last month's full moon. Uh, so we can talk about making sure that those get executed. Also, you guys have been continuing your work training and fighting with the wall guard and with the bodyguards and, and using your spells and your powers. And so if you will recall, which I'm sure you have not forgotten, uh, you all leveled to fifth level last Woo! week that as part of the month and a half of experience that you guys have Accumulated. So let's really quick, because fifth level is a pretty exciting level. So let's really quick uh, talk through just what uh, new abilities you guys have begun to manifest during this month. Why don't we start with Flick? Now, the first thing, sort of very mechanically speaking, uh, that we get is that you all, your proficiency bonuses go up from plus two to plus three. Yes. So that just sort of raises, like, all the numbers, which is exciting. It does, it does. Our spellcasters get access to third level spells. So, Flick, why don't you tell us some of the fun things that you're doing experimenting with your new abilities? Um, let's see. Okay, so his, um, I would say, like, one day when he's, because we talked about, like, showing off for the Mage Ascendant. All the time, uh-huh. um, sure. So one, uh, one kind of funny thing that happened accidentally. Oh uh, he was feeling himself. <laughs> oh I think Flick was feeling himself one day, and uh, he excuse me definitely was trying to cast uh, a scorching ray, and oh, um, he kind of I think he was trying to flourish, do something fancy with his hands, and he oh, accidentally no. like pointed really quickly. And oh, no. all of a sudden, in the middle of the the great chamber, the great hall, uh, all of a sudden, oh, a no. little like pea-sized uh, little ball of fire appeared in the middle and just exploded. Oh, no. And uh, so he accidentally cast fireball for the first time, which was uh, a little bit bittersweet. You know, he was excited about it, uh, but then he realized that he shouldn't do that again uh, on purpose. At least not when anybody's in the vicinity. Uh, so I think you definitely like incinerated like a gardener or something. Yeah, that's, I was literally just I, like uh, somebody got like their sad eyebrows. For that gardener. Like, their snake-like yeah. eyebrows or something was like singed off or something. But like, but like the mage ascendant found it incredibly delightful. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, oh yeah, Kit, tell me about you. What what new fun things have you been playing with uh, now that you are fifth level? Um, so I think in terms of just, like, expanding her proficiencies, like, technically, but it just, like, becoming a better, um, you know, oh, God, it's too early for me to come up with words, mm-hmm. a better person yeah, who thank works you, with Kit. plants, horticulturalist. <laughs> I was going to say herbalist, but I like that, herbalist, too. Herbalist, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, I think she's been really, really getting into her work, uh, with the Mage Ascendants folks who she's been working with and really teaching them everything that she knows and playing with coming up with uh, new ways to combine things, some exciting and some not. Um, (laughs) And uh, potentially, I can also see a world where after seeing Flick uh, manifest his new fireball abilities, I think that uh, Kit is feeling like she's got to come up with a way to, you know, get back in the mage's good graces and come up with a (laughs) cool way to impress him. Uh Um, And so she's playing around with some spells that she can cast without her quarter staff. Um, She has her quarter staff. Oh, right. We got her. Yeah, we have all our stuff back. 
I remember now. But it doesn't matter because the spell she still doesn't need it for. Um, And she discovers that she, if she really, you know, thinks about nature and like meditates and uh, attunes with the the natural elements around her, she can now summon animals around her. Oh, thank God. Yes. And create. Yes. This is everything and so I've ever wanted. She one day will create a pack of wolves around her and also wild shape into uh, a, pa- a wolf herself and just surround the mage ascendant and provide him with cover that way on one of her days on guard duty. So, the super fun thing about that new third level spell, Conjure Animals, is that. Um, Yes, that happens absolutely. Like, one day you you conjure a pack of wolves and you uh, hang out with them and whatever. The fun thing about this spell, though, is that you don't get to choose what animals you summon, just what oh, really? challenge rating level the animals are. I get to choose the animals. So, yes, uh, one day you summon some wolves and it's great. And one day you accidentally <laughs> summon a bunch of crabs and it's less great. <laughs> uh, I love that, though. <laughs> One day you uh, summon a bunch of Sturges and no, uh, no, 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 and, and Flick and Bizdira both have like PTSD, past life trauma memories, and make you dismiss them immediately. Uh, <laughs> okay, but I love that and conjure animals. Oh God. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, okay. I the thing is I never would have even known about the spell had it not been for I think it was you someone retweeted something on Twitter about and I was like I get to do that <laughs> I think it was me actually I think it was uh, James Hake wrote an article about it on D&D Beyond a while back uh, that was that was good information about how to sort of cast the spell without breaking the game and slowing it down a ton so I will make sure I go back and read James's article again. Yeah, that's, I was going to say we need to do research then. <laughs> All right, and last but most certainly not least, Miss Bizdira, you uh, you have gotten something that you've been asking for for a long time now. Talk to Yay. me about your fifth level. Um, so mine isn't nearly as fun as everybody else's is. Like it's it's cool. I get my extra attack. Fuck, finally. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> But I think that she, as as she would have um, figured out, mm-hmm. um, she probably would have been sparring with some of the other guards, like, training them to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, she probably would have been, you know, fighting and doing an attack and then using a key point to do another attack. But what uh-huh. she wouldn't have realized is that she already had gotten the other attack. So when she did the key point, she actually probably did stunning strike (laughs) yes Mm, mm -hmm. so you end up getting like three blows three or four blows off really fast and that's way faster than you ever have and all of a sudden that yuan t that you're sparring with just like locked up right and she would have been like whoa yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) that's exactly what she would have done (laughs) um you also realized uh after a couple of sparring matches that you actually have to be a lot more careful when you're sparring uh because not only are your attacks coming faster but they're also hitting a lot harder now too your martial arts die has upped to a d6 so you're able to do more damage with your bare hands all right i love it okay enough of that what are we doing other than leveling up and stunning poor unsuspecting guardsmen that's a good question (laughs) um okay so you said that we have about 15 days until the next full moon which is also the summer solstice yeah if there are if there are things that are going to require more time and and you need 
a couple of extra days to enact them, like, that's fine, we can go back a little bit, but I figured the fifth level came about halfway through the month, so narratively speaking, at fifth level, we're about 15 days from the next full moon, and as you pointed out, the day after the third day of the full moon is the solstice, when all magic goes away, which you all are hoping to use to your advantage, since that day is a big rededication festival in the city. Yes, yes. Um, all right. So let's first of all recap a little bit what... Well, we didn't really get to discussing much last time about, like, a possible plan, so I guess we should do that now, question mark? I mean, the one thing that I remember for sure is that Kit wanted to, whenever she got a chance, she wanted to head down to the dungeon and just sort of chisel away a little bit at the bottom of her cell door. Correct, correct, correct. In the hopes of being able to get out via wild shape. Uh, during the full moon next month. Um, the other thing is that uh, when you guys got out of, when you were let out of the dungeons, you were recharmed, and the mage ascendant said that he was excited because preparations were going to now begin for uh, the rededication ceremony. And on on a sort of dark day, uh, it, it happens to be the day of of the most light, the 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 brightest day of the year, but sort of within the city because of the lack of magic, both. Uh, cast and magic items and and sort of all magic. It can be sort of a a dark, dour day for the city. So they have this rededication ceremony, and he's told you a little bit more about it. Basically, the idea is that several representatives from the city and from his household, and this will include you all this time around, he says, uh, will be taken down to to the city square, and each of you will take your turn sort of publicly rededicating and and swearing yourself to the mage and to the city and those of you who do that during that ceremony are sort of proxies for the whole the whole community because uh, everyone is there watching and uh, and then there is you know a bit of uh, feasting and celebrating after the fact uh, so that's what he's told you so far and preparations for that as the month uh, as the month goes on, sort of just include, you know, the the kitchens getting ready to, to provide that much food and just sort of everything that you would expect for any sort of big citywide celebration. Although everything's a little strange because A, it's a swamp, B, there is magic, and C, they are snake people. <laughs> so a couple of... Do either of you have anything in particular that you're thinking of? There are a couple of specific jobs that you're given during the preparations that maybe uh, you want to hear about, but is there anything that you two can think of right now other than Kit going down to the dungeon sort of digging a little bit each day? Um, I think while I'm also digging, I just want to make sure that I'm like paying extra attention to if there are any guards around or what, like if there are any secret passages or just just keeping an eye on my surroundings as I'm making that trip. Okay. Bizdira, anything in particular? Um, not really. I mean, I feel like she would probably help Kit out a little bit, and she'd probably check on her, the uh, scimitar that she stashed. Okay. Um, but I think in the long run, like, it's still there. Just no, that's good. Um, like for Biz, it's not like there's nothing that she has to really prepare, like magic wise. Sure. So it's just kind of like being helpful to the other two because she knows, like. She can't do this on her own. Like, she can't sure. get out of everything on her own. Okay. Well, so a couple of specific things that you all are asked to do. Bizdira, you're asked to help construct the uh, platform that's being built that, that the ceremony is going to take place on in the park. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's real near that statue of the Mage Ascendant, and you are sort of sent with the team uh, to construct that. Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly your... Uh, oh, no, you're a, you're a smith, aren't you? 
Yeah. Not a carpenter. All right. Well, you're still you're still sent. Um, yeah, I feel like they would still be like, ah, it's close enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you're sent to help construct that. So you're aware of uh, exactly how that is put together and where it's located. Um, Flick, you are uh, asked to assist in uh, putting together the seating chart uh, for the group that's going to be up on the stage and to help sort of determine the order in which you all will be sent up to uh, receive the blessing and to pledge to the mage ascendant. So you know all everyone that's going to be there and where they're going to be sitting on the platform and what order they're in. Okay. Kit, you are asked to uh, head down to some of the park areas around the platform and use your magic to help sort of encourage the wildlife to grow particularly vibrant and bloom and grow large. Uh, one of your third level spells is plant growth. So you get good experience using that spell to, uh, to sort of perk things up around the ceremony site. Pretty. And that, unless there's anything else, is sort of how the month goes. So Flick, is there anything else uh, that you would like to do other than those preparations before we hit the full moon again? Um, no, I mean, looking I mean, at his magical abilities, I mean, we won't have magic on that day. So I guess my question right. for you is, there are there any magical effects, or is this something that Flick would know? Are there any mm-hmm. magical effects that would carry over into that day, or does all magic just like cease and desist from that point on? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, so you guys have been through two of these days so far, and the first one caught you super off guard. So go ahead and make me, let's call this an intelligence investigation check to see like how much you were able to to figure out on the winter solstice last year. Ooh, that's a seven. Um, as far as you know, like, magic is gone. So any, like, lingering effects from a previously cast spell are also gone. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- no, magic disappeared. Yeah, literally it's just gone. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. So uh, we move forward and uh, we sort of go through that month and we get to the day before the first day of the full moon. And like last month, uh, the Mage Ascendant sort of gathers the three of you and gives you a very similar speech about, you know, how he's very sorry that you all are going to be uncomfortable for a few days and you're going to think thoughts that aren't going to make a lot of sense. But remember the good times that we've had. And in a few days, it'll be the time for the festival, for the celebration. You all will wake up in your chambers, and it will be the morning of the festival, and everyone will be gathering in your chambers here upstairs to receive the pre-ceremony blessing, because after three hard days, he doesn't want to make things difficult on you all, so everyone's going to come upstairs to you, we'll do the blessing up here, and then we will head downstairs to start the ceremony. (laughs) Kit's face. (laughs) Kit is horrified by this idea. I, it's a lie! <laughs> uh, that's what he tells you. I wish there was I'm any... I'm just honestly imagining them all, like, surrounding our beds and, like, stabbing us in our sleep. That's, yeah, that's kind of... That's the image that, yeah, coming up to us, I don't like that at all. But also, I wish there was a reason for me to want to roll insight. Like, I wish... But there's no reason for Flick to do that. In his I charm mean, state, right? Because I mean, why would why would my friend is, lie? Insight to is me? sort of a sense of things, so you can roll insight. That's fine. Yeah, I'll buy. I mean, it's not it's not that you're like actively like looking at him trying to determine if he's lying, but like how well do you sense if he's lying? Like naturally, go ahead and roll it. Okay. Oh, that's a an eighteen. Okay. Um, I mean, you definitely get the sense that he's like 
being a little over the top. But as far as you can tell, like, he's he's not lying about the plans that he has. Okay. So a little overcompensation, but okay. A little bit, but, like, you're not really... Like, that might be also just because, like, you guys are about to have three bad days, as far as you know. And, like, he's just trying to, like, pump you up for them or whatever. Gotcha. All right. So, you all are given your sleeping drafts for the night, as you have been every day for two months now. And you fall asleep, and you wake up clear-headed for the first time in 30 days, but chained up and back in your dungeon cells. What are you gonna do? Don't like it. Um, the first thing that I'm going to do is I want to look and see how my progress at chipping away a little crevasse on the door is looking. Yeah, I think that it's reasonable that you have have done enough to have created a small, unobtrusive-looking hole that you can uh, that you can see has formed in the bottom seam of the doorway. Great. Did you want something more specific? <laughs> um, does it look like it's big enough for a like rat or a mouse to go through, or more like a small? bug type animal. I would say like rats can like squeeze through pretty small spaces. So I would say that's probably the upper end of what you think could fit through this hole, like a rodent, awesome. a mouse, or whatever. Okay. So you've got you've got a hole. <laughs> what else? You've got a hole. That's the name of this Stop episode. It. Get out. Get out. <laughs> oh god. But also yes, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> um Okay, I guess I want to uh, ask my friends if either of them have a plan or if I should share my ideas with them. Well, I... Please share with the class. I was about to say, share with the class there, Hal. And also, I, well, <laughs> just to put this out there on the table now or to just see what our opinions are, we are wanting to get out of there before the festival, correct? Like, we're trying to get out because otherwise, like, we don't have any magical abilities while we're still in these cells. Because, like, right now, we still do have magic of some sort. It's just going to be, like, wild surges all over the place. Yes, and Kit still has her wild shape ability, right? Right, and, so it's like you now... Guys have, you guys have access to supernatural abilities still, which you you don't think you will. Right, so, like, now is the time to act in these, like, three days. So do we want to wait until the third day to actually, like, go through with the plan? Whatever plan that might be? Um. So here's here's my question for my friends. Do we think we are actually going to be a part of this festival, or are we going to stay here on the day without magic? I can't begin to believe that he would actually let us out on a day where there's no magic, where he can't control us, because obviously even the days when it's not very good, he's not chancing it, even after two months. I can I concur yeah, with that. And now that you guys are sort of back in your right minds, let me actually have all three of you make insight checks about sort of some of the conversations that you've had with the Mage Ascendant over the past month. Now that you can sort of look back on them with a bit more of a clear head. Bizdira, what'd you get? I got a 16. Okay. Kit? I got a 7. <laughs> okay. And Flick? I got a 25. Okay. Um, Bizdira, you you realize exactly what you just said, right? That something seems off. That it doesn't make sense that he would lock you guys up for three days where there is magic it just is a little wonky, and then let you out on a day when there is no magic, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, Flick, sense you all. notice a little bit more that, like, he, anytime he talked about, a 25, woof, anytime he talked about the day, the solstice day, and, like, talked about how, like, oh, it's it's so difficult for all of us because there's no magic, and, you know, we are, our magic items don't work, and blah, 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 there was something of, like, a twinkle in his eye, and, like, a slight... Like, 
there, he wasn't quite as sad about that as he seemed to say he was. Like, like he had a little something up his sleeve, uh, or he knew something mm-hmm. that the rest of the of the city didn't about that day. He also, you also get that he seemed he seemed absolutely absolutely sincere in the fact that you guys were going to participate, and he seemed completely at ease and confident about that decision. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's concerning. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's just a question of like how are we going to participate? Um I'm telling you they're going to stab us in I, our beds. Yeah, so, or they we're going to be sacrificed or something. Um okay. So I'll relay all of this information while we're here shackled in these here cells. Um <laughs> Just so, okay, I'm, I'm going over, that was a lot of information. Um, thank goodness for my plus six insight, right? Um, <laughs> so, all right. Plan-wise, should we, okay, thoughts, should we get out of here even before the festival? Like, w- like what's our, what, what are you thinking, Kit? What's your initial plan? Um, great. So my initial thought, because I was totally convinced that we were going to be left in here during the festival and the castle was going to be left unattended and be easier to escape. Um, hearing uh, your thoughts here, um, I think we're going to have to rearrange my plan, but the good news is I'm going to tell them that I've been coming here every day to dig, to like create a little hole so I can get out of my cell in my mm-hmm. wild shape. Mm-hmm. I can go and try to find a guard and steal some keys and let us out and then either i can before i let everyone out i can uh try to find our holy or your holy symbol in my quarter staff or i can let all three of us out and then we can go and retrieve our objects and get the fuck out i'm thinking uh yeah i'm definitely feeling like a pass without trace moment where like yeah, you that's why yeah yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, with you, like, using both of your wild shape, Like, if you use one to turn into a bug. Mm-hmm. And then... Because um, something... The smallest thing that you can possibly turn into that's, like, the least conspicuous. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, like, that's not going to be big enough to, like, carry keys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have to turn back into... So you have to... So you have to turn back right. into a human, get the keys... And then I guess bring them down here? Azamar. Yeah, sorry, Azamar. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. How dare I? <laughs> Literally. Um, and then I guess you have to bring them down as an Azamar? Like, because you have, you have to have, like, a hand? Yeah, well, that's why I was thinking maybe, like, a little, like, rat or something, and I could carry it in my in your, teeth. In your jaws. In my rat hands. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you let us out. We pass without trace. And we go get our stuff, but we have to get that pendant off of him. That's the next. Yeah. That's the bigger. That's, I was gonna. I was gonna ask about that because ultimately, like, not only do you have to get out with all your stuff, but we have. Yeah. That's that's literally why we came here. <laughs> it's to get um, that one. Do we think that we could wait until middle of the night, sneak around, and try to kill him in his sleep? Oh, I. Uh, I'm the worst. So there's also one detail about the festival uh, that you all... Uh, actually, that ki- that Flick, you are probably the only one... Uh, no, that's not true. Flick and Bizdira, you're both sort of aware of this. Uh, and actually, you weren't aware of it, really, like what it meant, until you two were able to compare notes about what you'd been doing. Flick, you kept seeing on the seating chart this sort of, like, 
boxed out area on the platform, like the drawing of the platform, uh, where no one could sit. And it wasn't until Bizdira you described what you had built there that you two realize that apparently for at least part of the ceremony, the Mage Ascendant will be not wearing the amulet. It will be on display on this pedestal. So food for thought. Oh my god. Sorry, I know I keep throwing curveballs. I'm sorry. This is what happens when your notes about this festival span about six different pages in your notebook. (laughs) Understandable. You didn't just like write a whole campaign or anything. So it's fine. We need Mark Wahlberg so that we can do something like the Italian job and figure out how to steal everything and get out and still get the girl and kill the bad guy. That to this day, (laughs) fun fact, is one of my favorite movies of all time. I adore that movie. I love that movie so much. I adore it. Um, I'm glad that I watch it all that the time. just gave me so much inspiration that filled my heart with joy. I love it so much. Um, Fantastic. So, okay. So it's going to be on display. I assume all of our things are going to be on display. Maybe just the pendant. But also, if he has the shimmer scale and the fire shield, they're going to be up there too. Right. Do we think it's going to be all of our scales, or is it just the amulet? Now that Flick DM. says, now that Flick is saying that, it feels like it's going to be all of our stuff, right? Unless you've only, unless Bizdira, you remember that you only built one display case or something. Yeah, there was a, there was only one that was built. Ah, uh, okay, I see. So it's okay, just the amulet. that was mere, that was merely yeah, thinking out loud. That's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so our stuff's going to be still hidden away that's fine but we can we could still Ooh, we may or may not be able to feel it where our stuff is oh on the day without magic magic day without magic you couldn't last year that was actually what alerted you in the first place to to the fact that magic was wonky was that you woke up flick on that day and couldn't feel it yeah it's all it's all coming like it was with you obviously the shimmer scale was still with you at that point you were in the tunnels but you couldn't feel it yeah it's all coming screaming back to me now um I so, go for it. Go ahead. Uh, uh so my my thought on this is that and it's really chancy, but my thought on this is that like if you continually like reach out before all magic goes away, so you have an idea of where it was last was, that gives us a guideline of where to look. But I mean I can't imagine that he would take it somewhere else. Like I think that they would leave it because I don't I don't know. I think he's cocky, and I think we need to use that cockiness. Yeah, and find, like, a slip-up somewhere. So, yeah. is there is there a reason why we don't want to try to get our things before the day without magic? Especially if we are now convinced we are going to be part of the ceremony and probably otherwise uh, <laughs> engaged? Or I are we planning no on running away? I have no doubt that you guys... If it, I don't know if this is helpful or not, but you all, from last month... Um, because you are on the full moon days, you are still aware of the location of your objects. Um, and I have no doubt that you all would have noticed on last month's full moon that on these three days, your objects never, never moved, which makes sense to you. Like he can't use them anyway. So whatever he does with them, like clearly they stay there during these three days. It's not like they're getting moved around or whatever during the time. So if that's helpful carry on hi i mean i think that is helpful i mean if especially if he puts them in a regular place and doesn't touch them um so we know where they are um oh also a question i had for you dm people are coming down here pretty regularly during the three days of the full moon to like give us food yeah so there's definitely a very regular schedule um they aren't honestly there very often um especially after last month that 
uh, there were no incidents during these three days, you get the sense that they're pretty confident with their security. So they come down essentially twice a day, once towards the beginning of the day and once towards the end to like give you food and make sure everything's okay, whatever, whatever. But that's, that's about it. Cool. So I think whatever plant, I mean, so if we are going to be taken out of our cells on, or if I'm convinced of that, because my first thought was maybe we should enact our plan after they come and check on us for the last time on the end of the third day and then go like try and but i mean i don't know that kind of throws a wrench into it i was i was as a player convinced that we were going to be left alone yeah me too on the third day last month the at the end of the third day the last time they came and they gave you that sleeping draft also oh yeah so we can't wait until then yeah and they and they give it to us yeah because they force it down our throat wouldn't it be different because the third day goes into the festival? Don't know. Because it's like, not like he can and charm us again. Well, I feel like if the if he has some sort of plan, we're doing something in the festival, they're still going to give us the sleeping draft, and then we're going to end up um, wherever he wants us, be that back in our chambers, or, I don't know, tied to some stakes so they can burn us like witches. I think I'm just gonna like continue coming up with dramatic scenarios. I know that's well that's kind of writing them all down, don't worry. Yeah. No <laughs> But here's the thing about I mean they that's what they've done in the past, but they have no use for a sleeping draft because it's not gonna work. You know what I mean? Like it'll work on that day, like it'll put us to sleep, but whatever charm or whatever comes with it is not going to it's not gonna roll over into the next day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can take it and fall asleep for however long. So maybe that's the way we get out of our cells. Ugh, this is also risky. When they give us these sleeping drafts, do they, like, watch us drink the whole thing and, like, hand the cups back? Or, like, do they, how do they do that? I mean, so far, in terms of what you all have told me, like, you've never resisted taking them, even if you didn't want to. Like, you've always, at this point, like, you've just sort of taken them as a matter of course, even on the last day of the full moon last month. Mm -hmm. Um, So they give them to you, you drink them. I mean, they watch you swallow, but, like, that's about it. And then they take the cups back, and that's all. Well, okay, if we're trying to plan a dashing escape, what if we do resist this time and it's all, like on the second night I go out and I get my quarter staff and like on the second night we go out and collect our things so that when they come in, we're ready to attack them. Is that an idea? Possibly, but again, so here's, oh wait, because you were talking about getting the keys off of somebody. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because I was like, how are we going to get out of the rooms and shackles? And I don't know. I, I don't really have a mind on how to escape about things because brain fuzzy, not working. <laughs> yeah. This is, oh, this is tricky. I think, I think we just live here now. Um, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I'll say the reason why I'm hesitant to just let us sit here and wait and see what happens is because then it's totally out of our control and we can't yeah. do anything. Whereas if we concoct a plan and decide, you know, a time that I'll go and get the keys and let all of us out and hopefully get my quarterstaff so that I can cast Pass Without Trace, at least we are somewhat in control of right. our destinies. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I think with that being said, I think we should try and enact a plan of getting some sort of equipment before the third day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think let's I think let's go with that plan. Okay. So in that case, the first part of the plan that needs to happen is that Kit needs to get out and go searching for your items, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. So why don't we do that part? Yeah. And then we can go from there, right? Yeah. Yes. I think right, this is definitely so... a step-by-step plan. <laughs> yes, yes definitely. Uh, all right. So Kit. Yeah. First question. Mm-hmm. What are you wild shaping into to get out there? Um, so I think if the first night I'm just doing reconnaissance and I'm just getting out there to see what there is, I want to be um, something small. You could probably yeah. do a little mouse. Huh? <laughs> no, actually, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do my favorite. I'm gonna be a spider so that I can be on the ceilings again and I can uh, stay out of the way of anyone. Great, I love that. Um, we're gonna make a follower of Loth of you yet. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> She's the drow goddess of what chaos. An, oh. <laughs> I can't. Um, I can't. <laughs> you and your drow. I stop. Shut up. I love my drow. All right. So you turn into a little spider. Uh, the shackles sort of clang as they fall to the ground around this tiny little spider. You said you're doing this after they come check on you the second time on the first night. Yeah. So that would be okay. like nighttime. Yes. I want to go okay, out great. during the nighttime when hopefully most people are oh, are asleep or in their cab uh, their cabins, their chambers. We're, Didn't we're I tell on you? a cruise ship. This castle, this keep is a is a cruise ship. Silfson, <laughs> the SS Silfson. <laughs> okay, so you do you sort of make your way out. The hole is plenty big enough for the little spider to get out through. Uh, it's it all sort of feels like it takes a little longer because this tiny spider takes a while to move places. But you manage to to sort of follow the path that you know. It all looks a little different, but you get out of the uh, sarcophagus chamber that you all are kept in. You head down the hallways. You're able to... Really, it was just your cell door that was so well sealed, so you, you're able to sort of get through cracks and seams and all the other right. doors between there. You head up into that sort of old chapel room uh, with the defaced altar at one end. You go into that circular chamber that had the, the empty fountain basin in it. Uh, and start heading up the spiral staircase into the guard barracks. Uh, now, you're in the guard barracks. Tell me where you want to go from here. Once you're in there, you see basically one of the one of the lieutenants is awake and at the desk, uh, and most of the other beds in there are filled with uh, sleeping guards. You notice essentially the lieutenant's bed and two other beds are empty, uh, but otherwise lots of sleeping guards. In this room, there is uh, a door that you have not been through, uh, on sort of one wall, and then the door that you know heads into the hallway that leads to the main audience chamber where you first met the Mage Ascendant. Okay. Um, I believe that I remember from when we charmed someone uh, <laughs> that they said that the barracks were where they were keeping our, like, common magic items, like Flick's Holy Symbol and my quarterstaff. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I want to crawl around on the ceiling and see if I... See if I spot those things in here. Um. Okay. So you sort of crawl around, you take a look. There's not a ton in this room. There's mm-hmm. a little corner that has like an administrative desk. Uh, and the desk has drawers and stuff, but none of them look big enough to hold all of y'all's equipment. Each of the little bunks does have uh, foot lockers at the end of it for the guards' things personal items, they definitely look... I mean, you would probably have to spread it out over a couple of different footlockers, so they definitely look big enough that they might hold it. And other than that, there's really not much in the room. That, the two doors, the footlockers, the desks, the bunks. Okay. I I feel like they had said that they put it in a storage 
room near the barracks, but not like in the actual barracks itself. Like it might be that yeah. extra room that we you don't know anything about. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be in their footlockers. Yeah, that's what I was going to... Unless they're thieving bastards. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, yeah, my gut impulse is that it's not in the footlockers, that that belongs to the guards, and I want to, like, crawl through the seam on the top of the door to get into the room that I have never been in before. Okay, so you go in, and it's a fairly large sort of storage room. Um, mostly you see uh, spare weapons and armor and, like, training weapons and some, like, sundries and supplies and things sort of hang on the walls, piled in the corners. Um, but very conspicuously, sort of in the back corner, you recognize immediately, before anything else, you recognize your packs. You see uh, you see your packs there. You then notice your quarterstaff. Um, and you don't see the holy symbol straight off, but you see the pack, so you assume it's probably in one of them. So you see a little pile of all of your supplies. Great. Um, okay, great. I know where that is. That's awesome. Um, could I tell? I am probably couldn't tell, but is there a world where I could see if this door was locked? Hmm. So if you crawl into... There is a lock on it. Mm-hmm. If you crawl into the little keyhole, I will let you make a very high DC intelligence investigation check to, to sort of suss out the, the tumblers on this lock from the inside. Uh, I mean, like, sure, let's fucking try it. Why not? It's not going to work, but you know. Nope. I have no idea. Yeah, I rolled a four. <laughs> okay, uh... It is very scary in this little lock there. I are hate it. Get things... me out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, that's fine. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Okay. Sure. Um, great. I think uh, the next thing I would like to do, um, since I have four hours in my wild shape, correct? Because uh, it rounds down. You have it does round down, but it's it's half your level rounded down, isn't it? Uh, so you have yes. two hours? So four hours total, if I use it twice, Oh, right? sorry, yes, if you use your next one. Yes, correct. Great. Um, so I think that while while I'm here, I would like to also try to figure out where our, where the scales are being kept. Yep. You know, following okay. the kernel of knowledge I have. So you, you sort of take a moment uh, to orient yourself and mm-hmm. think about the kernel of, of feeling that you have for the fire shield. And you actually think that you know where it is. It's probably in that magic item chamber that he showed you on the first day. Um, that's where you think he kept putting them at the end of every day anyway. That's sort of the direction that you're getting. And you know how to get there and what that room looks like and, and all of that. You can go check it out if you like. But in terms of your like innate sense of where the object is, that's you, you're pretty sure that's where it is. Yeah, I want... Okay, so I don't necessarily have to go in there, but I would like to go check out and see see what the defenses of that room look like for right now. Great. Um, so you sort of head in that direction. It takes you down that hallway into the audience chamber, uh, up the stairs, up to that little balcony in that chamber, and through one of the doors that's up on top of that balcony. Uh, and you go in, and that is the magic item storage room. Um, outside of the room, before you head inside, uh, there was one guard standing there, standard guard, probably one of the ones from the empty bed uh, that you noticed in the barracks. You're not sure if the door is locked or not. You could, I guess, try and investigate this one as well, but, uh, you know, you crawled in through the seam. Um, once you're inside, though, I mean, it doesn't look like there's any any additional security inside the room. Cool. Um, great. 
Um, okay. I, hmm. H- how much time do you think I have left for exploring? <laughs> I would say that all of this probably took about an hour so far. Um, <laughs> if I wanted to go explore the Mage oh Ascendant's bedchamber, is that a thing I can do? Yes, yes, yes. I... You're not exactly sure where it is, so it's going to be partially exploring to find it and then getting in there. Um, I think you could make your way in there and get a cursory view of it within, uh, and it would take about another hour. So then you're going to need to find an, a, a secure place to re-up your wild shape, but yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, that feels okay. like a fun thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you head... Uh, around and oh, you eventually f- wait. Yeah, go one ahead. thing, while I'm doing that, when I get like very close by, I do want to make sure I'm specifically scoping out places that I can go to re up my wild shape. I want to be keeping that good. front of mind. Very good. <laughs> All right, so you you're always sort of aware of little closets and side chambers that you could hop into that are empty to re up. Um, you. There are a lot more rooms in this keep than you sort of realized up to this point. Like you, mostly the Mage Ascendant sort of keeps to a specific set of areas uh, during the day when you guys are with him. But you do eventually find sort of a wing that you haven't been down yet. And you're pretty sure as soon as you head into that hallway that you've probably found his bedchamber because you see the other guard from the other empty bed standing outside of a doorway at the end of this hallway. So you head down to that door and crawl through the seams into that room, and you're in what seems like a sort of very lavish but, like, mismatched bedchamber. Like, there are a lot of decorations, but they seem to have sort of been cobbled together from, like, collections of found things, not like there was a specific design plan in place. So that is sort of the aesthetic in this bedchamber. On the... So tell me what you're doing. Um, really what I want to do in here is I want to see if he's wearing the pendant to sleep or if the pendant is somewhere else. All right. So you sort of climb up one of the posters of the bed uh, to get a decent view of him from above. And it's sort of hard to tell. He's sort of wrapped up in in this uh, sort of garishly colored uh, night robe or whatever. So you can't really see uh, his, like, where the chain would be hanging for the moment. But make me a perception check. Mm-mm-mm. That is going to be an 18. All right. Uh, so you don't, like, you get, you try and move around a bunch of different angles and... You are looking and you're looking and you finally think that maybe it looks like you finally get a decent angle on him and you're pretty sure that you don't see the chain around his neck. Okay. Um, in any time I have left before I have to go find a place to hide, I want to investigate around the rest of the room and see if I can find a place where he might have put the pendant for the night. Okay, great. Um, So you're searching around. I'm going to need you to make two checks for me. One of them that I want you to make is, uh, we'll call it another perception check. So go ahead and make that one first. Okay. Ooh. Are we taking passive? Sure. 18 again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, The other check in that case that I want you to make is, let's call it, hmm... We're going to call it an intelligence insight check. Are you proficient in insight? Um, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no, let's call it, let's call it an arcana check, actually. Okay. Oh, I crit, so that's a 24. Okay, so you are looking around, 
and you're really having a hard time finding it. And you have this moment where you realize that you've been so focused on finding the pendant that you sort of let time get away from you a little bit and you have like less than a minute until your wild shape is going to expire. And that (laughs) is where we're going to leave it for this week. Oh, you're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if Kit manages to get away before she reverts to Azamar form. If you've enjoyed your listening experience, it would be something else if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast from. It'd be something else. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, the better our placement, the more people will get to listen. We are doing great. We are in year two, but we can always use more listeners, and we love hearing from you all. So please head on over to iTunes, drop us a review. It's been a while since we've gotten to read one, and you know we'll read any five-star ratings and reviews on air. No matter how weird. No matter how weird, we've gotten some weird ones. Remember that you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. We love to hear from you. Have you follow us. Let us know what you think of the show. Of course, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. We do have a Patreon page now. Our generous patrons support us by pledging a monthly sum of as little as $1, and in exchange, they get to be a part of an inner circle of fans who get access to all sorts of cool benefits and perks, like bonus content, early access to certain episodes, character sheets, and much more. Everything you can get your hands on, you can check out at patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Right now, we want to thank some of our awesome patrons. Thank you so very much to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Los Vargas's Sabria Alston, and a new uh, Shimmerscale tribe leader who has joined us, Eliyahu of Merc Grove. If you want to get shoutouts on the show, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron. We do still have our website as well with character and player bios, fan art, and a link to that Patreon. That web address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. We want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show and D&D Beyond for being generally amazing in every way possible. Check out both of those services at battlebards.com and dndbeyond.com. One quick additional announcement this week. I am going to be starting a live stream of the new published adventure Waterdeep Dragon Heist very soon. Variant Roles has put together four teams of adventurers who are all going to be racing to find the Vault of Dragons to keep it from falling into the wrong hands. Each team is going to be working against a different one of the four villains in the book, and every team's actions are going to affect what happens to all the other teams. My team is going to be streaming on Monday nights starting October 1st. The other three... Teams are going to be playing their games on Thursday and Friday nights and Saturday afternoons. You can check out all four streams at twitch.tv slash variant roles. That's roles spelled R-O-L-E-S. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We do, you just, we just need to do more quiet time now. It's fine. Okay, good enough. Ooh, I got that <laughs> feeling when like you're. It's like in class when you don't when you can't laugh and like I was about to laugh. <laughs> That's good because I burped into my mouth.
and I let it out onto the microphone. We're doing so between so well. the two of us, we failed at room turn. Ah, uh, we're doing turn, so well. Room turn. Guys, three, room two, one. Here we go. Wait, Hurry. I have to put my coffee down. Oh, no.